Hello and welcome to Tournament Poker Project. My name's John. And I'm Tang. And we are two recreational poker players that love the game but want to take it a bit more seriously. Um, and this is our journey to get good enough at poker to be able to go and compete to a pretty good level in the World Series of Poker. Um, my current bankroll is, I've got two, so I've got my live one at minus 80. And my online bankroll is up at 164. Tamer, what you want? Um, Alive hasn't done anything. Sitting at 190 pounds still. Still milking that couple of wins I had. And my online is floating around 80, 90 dollars. Nice. So you're going to be the live pro, and I'll be the online pro. By the sound of it, we should just put, pull our resources together and play that all the time. Okay. What about it? <laughs> we are not professional poker players. We are pretty near the start of our journey. We've been playing for a few years, um, taking it seriously for maybe a year and a half, two years. But the real study, I would say, apart from reading some books and watching a few bits online, I think the real study, the regular study, has, has come in this sort of last couple of months, really, isn't it, Tang? Start of April, we started recording these, and, and this is when we've been regularly doing the hand analysis. Yeah, yeah. So regularly going through, trying to remember the things we discussed, trying to remember the things that we'd highlighted as exploits, but also leaks, and also trying to play more. So we've actually got something to talk about. So this is a, a hand we've got here that we want to talk about today, and we're going to do this hand analysis, like we've been saying. So um, if I talk us through where we're up to, so this is a $2 sit and go on poker stars and there are still nine players left at the table it starts at nine there's still nine the chip stacks are starting to vary a little bit there's one person down at just 740 another one at 900 um, but they range from sort of 700 up to about 2100 and we're we are under the gun plus one and we are the chip leader with 2100 the blinds are currently 40 and 80 and there's a 10 ante, so the pot, like before any betting apart from the blinds, the pot is 210. So the M value is 210. Our chip stack at 2100, we are exactly 10 M, which means the table is getting overall quite short stacked in comparison to the blinds. Everyone's on about 10 M, it seems, on average. Um, and in some cases, um, sorry, we're on 10 M. Everyone seems to be on about 5M five, five up to 10M. So we are under the gun plus one. The under the gun player folds and we find pocket tens. So the 10 of hearts, the 10 of spades. So what was your first thoughts in this situation, Tang? Yeah, with tens, that is within my opening range from any position. There are times that I will just call with these because I like them, especially early. I like to call if I feel the table is going to pick up on things like how often I'm set mining, how often I'm raising. Um, only because in my mind, tens are much closer to your premium ace, ace king, ace queen, kings, aces, and you treat them differently to if someone's calling with sevens to set mine kind of thing. So, yeah, there's going to be action here, but 
I'm raising with the most of it. It's rare that I'm just checking, uh, just calling. I'm almost, unless unless I've got some kind of worry, I'm I'm almost never folding. I'm liking a raise here. I don't think there's many situations I would I would call. Um, so you do raise or you do open, sorry, to three times the big blind. So you put 240 chips in and we then get three folds and the guy in the cutoff position flat calls. The button folds, as does the small and the big blind. So we go to a flop with a pot of 690. And just to recap, then you've got pocket tens. You've opened three big blinds under the gun plus one and the cutoff has flat called the flop comes down queen of diamonds ace of diamonds king of spades okay so not great three over cards on the board but my first gut here is we can represent here right we can represent because we opened from under gun plus one so we've got a lot of aces we've got a lot of kings and we've got a lot of queens we've got a lot of ace king ace queen We've got lots of, you know, we've just hit sets. This is our, this is our flop. What, what was you thinking? Yep, I mean, some of the reads I had on the player were that they had a lot of folds in them, so it weren't necessarily that they were weak, but they could read a, they could read a flop to some degree, and I could exploit that. So if they were the, if we swap positions. And that flop came out two, three, seven rainbow, and I came out betting they would fold with ten. Like they might consider folding with tens, because they look at that board, even though they've got overcards, they see maybe a slight bit connecting. That kind of they're a bit fit and foldy, but they do have some awareness. But they they also weren't aware of position enough. Um, they wouldn't. They didn't seem to be given any credit to where the raise was coming from in p- terms of position. So they wouldn't see that tens were probably at the bottom of my range. Whereas, so, this, so with that in mind, then this is prime position to see that, right? I, I'd say so. I'd, yeah. I mean, they weren't playing very often. So let's say they were only playing 15, 10, 15 percent of hands. So I did have the consideration that they had absolute massive range advantage over me, given what I knew about them, despite the fact that my open raise from early position meant that this should have been my my flop. I think you would, what you're saying, they've got range advantage over you in the cutoff. Only from what I knew about them, yes. As much as they were only calling me, I have, when I made this when I made the bet here, my feeling was that there's not off, there's not much in their range that they're folding in this position. Does that make sense? Like the the the, the combos of cards that they would be calling that from was tight enough that they're connecting most of their hands here. Okay. So, so what, you're, what you're saying is they had a really tight cut off calling range and, and actually they've got loads of aces kings and queens in their range as well yeah i don't think they were mixing it up enough i don't think they were changing their um they, they were they weren't changing their range enough based on position they weren't well if they were playing perfectly according to icm i'm early position i'm not playing that many hands i've made a raise 
they should only be calling that with better hands. Yeah. And sure. so, so we do indeed make a bet. So the pop was 690 and you bet 505. I like that. I think it gets it done. Either that, you know, uh, or either gets it done or we know that they're probably going to be in this till the end. They've only got 1600 left. If they call this bet, they're calling off almost a third of their remaining chip stack. They would have to be pretty certain they're going to be seeing the river to call this bet. They repop it. So they put in 1170, which is two over two thirds of their stack. I mean, wow. Yeah, they've got they've got to have this. I mean, if they we've got to assume they've got some kind of knowledge of, of ranges. They must know this suits our range. We were the one that raised pre-flop. So the fact that they've called this is this is now very difficult. But I think we're just going to need to fold it. Uh, in fact, it's not that difficult. This is a fold. Fold it. Did you fold the hand? What was your thoughts here? Um, yeah, exactly that. I've, I put a bet in to get information. My bet, I felt elicited enough folds that even though they've come over the top here, I'd not seen them three bet, uh, sorry, two bet in this way before. Because if I had seen it before, I may have behaved differently. Um, but the fact is, you know, it's, there's, you know there's, there's so much out there. Obviously, there's the things that are obvious, draws, flushes, it's just yeah everything Hack, who who has got the cojones to be re-raising someone yeah. in that position this is I, not, this is not a bluff like i mean it, it's it's just not can't be yeah i mean the only thing i kind of wanted to give an extra thought to is like it's such a dirty filthy board it's horrible like and let's consider i'm blocking the straights so what are they so confident about? Now, they haven't gone all in, but let's be clear. They can't fold that last 493, surely. Well, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what it could be. And, right, and this might be giving them too much credit, but you know what we could consider here is you've opened pre-flop from a pretty early position. So there are a lot of aces in your range, but the flush draw on the board contains that ace so it's the ace of diamonds queen of diamonds on the board so you now if you have got an ace you don't have the flush draw because you've got an ace and it can't be an ace of diamonds as well so we don't have the the flush draw in a hand there are also there are there are much many more combinations of jack 10 in the villains range as the cutoff so our opening range wouldn't have that many Jack 10s. That's very quite quite a low holding to be opening with. But he's got quite a lot in his range. So all of a sudden he knows we haven't got the flush draw. He knows we haven't, or it's very unlikely we've got a made straight. It could be like we we could have like you know ace jack ace ten, and obviously you've got the pair of tens, pair of jacks for a gut shot or a, a pretty good ace. He could be thinking along those lines that he's got the nut advantage. Like he's got the, the flush draw. He's got 
the, the made straight in his range already. But that's extremely ballsy because we've also got loads of, you know, made hands. We've we've got we've hit a set of aces, we've hit a set of kings, we've hit a set of queens. We've got two pair loads of times. We've got ace king, ace queen. Yes, we haven't got the straight, and yes, we've not got the flush draw. But we've got a hell of a lot of everything else. And we're going to be calling a lot of the time on this minimum re-raise that he's made here. So with all that in mind, this from him, the, the villain, with this min, this minimum re-raise, or well, no, actually it's a little bit over minimum re-raise, but it's pretty much, he's, and two thirds of his stack, this is, he's got something very strong and he just wants to get all his chips in. Yeah. Now, I mean, now you said it, I mean, we are blocking the jack 10 but can you imagine like can he you imagine having jack 10 a dime that. as i'm saying he might he might not, he doesn't have it as such but he knows that the jack 10s are in his range more than they are yours yeah well yeah i mean just to be clear this person wouldn't be thinking on that level there was too many things that i was exploiting against him for that to be the case okay but they they jack 10 for instance if they got jack 10 of diamonds jack king of diamonds they're, they're literally like crying through their screen to get my chips. They can't believe someone's bet into them. Yeah. So, I mean, look, what are options here? We fold. And that feels like the right one to me. We call. And what? Hope for a 10. Hope for a jack. To complete the straight or to give us a set. Or we raise all in. Well, he's already put 11.70 in and there's only he's only got 4.93 behind. He's calling most of the time. To yeah. me, as much as I hate it, we've just put in a fair few chips here. This is a fold. Yeah, and I, I do fold. So, okay. yeah, it, it does. It, the, the, the hand ends there where I got the information I needed. It what, The two things that I thought were that I really put a marker in this comeback to that were... Am I being an absolute tool betting into a, 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 a two-tone no. ace king queen ball no, with so. an underpair? That was that was a, a really that was definitely a C betting. What are they folding if they've let's just say, let's hypothetically say that their range only contains aces, queens, kings, a pair of jacks. And it would be a pair of tens, but we will assume that we've blocked them. They've got no other cards in their pooling range at that point. So what are they folding to that bet? Nothing. They're not folding they're not folding any two bet two pairs. So many of their hands would be two pair. Would they would I don't think the very best of it though. And this this kind of maybe we could even narrow their range down to just a few cards. Or and well, wherever it is, they have got it. They are super confident. They're getting all their chips in. Up, yeah, they, they I don't need to do this. They don't need. They've only committed a couple of hundred chips, two hundred and forty chips pre-flop. They don't need to do this. They don't need to suddenly get their entire stack in, but they are getting their entire stack in after you're really confident. You know, two thirds of the pot C bet. Yeah. And. This is so confident that they're just doing pretty much a min raise on like a, over the top of that. 
this is screaming strength. This is run for the hills. I reckon it's a, it's got to be a mage straight, maybe king queen. Yeah, and that's what I was kind of thinking. Where any other combination of cards, they're either they should be free betting me, free flop. Like you can't you can't just call behind with another four players still to act. Uh, sorry, three players still to act with with a pair of queens or kings in your hands. Like I don't understand that. I got, so I don't think sets are any part of this. Don't think they've got ace king or I'd I'd say I don't think they've got ace queen. I think the level I was you know two dollars. I think most people see ace queen, especially in late position, as premium. They'd get but, but against an early position open, I think he's got some ace queens. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, and that would be the kind of thing you'd have the confidence to come over the top out. If you're the kind of player who overvalues ace queen anyway, you're also going to overvalue two pair on that kind of board. So, and that's certainly a, a rationale that I don't mind. Whether that's right or wrong is up for debate considering the 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 thing that i like is the questions we're asking of their range are exactly the same for my range my range is also this narrow my my c betting into that flop is also only made with the best of it maybe that is why they've not chosen to go all in i felt that their raise not all in was because they've They've got the they've they've they want they they they're looking for a call. They they this is a part of their value. Definitely, this is screaming strength. This it's, yeah. This is a please please call me kind of raise. Hundred percent. Of you know, I'm so sure of it. He's he's got this. It would be be insane to think of anything else. He's definitely got it. Could we have done anything different with the bet size on the flop? We bet two thirds pot. I was just thinking about it then and. I don't. I don't think so. If you'd have gone a third pot, he it might have incentivised him to call or, or do the same thing as a bluff. You know, to bet that much as a bluff, or, or maybe not that much, but he could have bet a smaller amount as a bluff and got some folds. So this yeah. amount, this two thirds, says, you know, I've hit this hard. You basically have to go all in, and you can only do that if you've you've got it because. I'm going to be calling. Yeah. So the fact that he has done it and he has bet when you've already bet two thirds of the pot, I don't think there was any other way this hand could have gone. Unless, you know, unless you've done a really nitty, just check it down, check fold. When you, when you, your tens turned into an under pair. Yep. And you see the kind of flop that spec, well, I'm, I'm, I don't mean speculative hands, but it's so wet that, Implied odds are strong. This is very much the hands where if you hit your your draw, you've got to assume the other player's got a big part of it and you you the chances of you stacking them are, are, are nice and good here. Whereas when you're playing some kind of raggy balls and you, you end up hitting your flush and everyone folds, well, that's obvious because there's nothing else out there and all of a sudden there's a, a, third, a third heart on the, on the river and everyone doesn't want to be a part of that because they can see it a mile off. Whereas this is, you, there's a real strong opportunity to hit there. But then if you're just drawing, why not 
wait for that to realise. Maybe it's because they've got a bit of, you know, King Jack, for instance, with with the flush, the flush draw. They've got they've got a piece of it as well as they've still got ten, you know, the ten. If the straight needs to come about, diamond. If that needs to come about, so yeah. No, I I I was kind of happy with my raise as well. But I think so. Uh, one other thing to consider is the the SPR at this point. So the the pot size on the flop is six hundred ninety, and the villain has got the effective stack at sixteen sixty three. So the SPR is under three. That is a stack off kind of chip stack. Now to stack off, if he had if he had any ace at all, he'd be stacking off. Even if he had a good king, he'd probably be stacking off. Queen probably not so much. It would be hard to stack off with a king because of your being in early position. You've have got a lot of aces in your range, and you've bet so big. But you might you might be able to justify still for stack off with the king. But for you, for him to not have any of that, or to have like a, an even lower under pair, like a pair of sevens, a pair of eights that he may have called pre-flop with, which would have been incorrect. You shouldn't be set mining, I don't think. Um, for that pre-flop bet with that many chips left, but actually, yeah, um, there's there's no way he's he's got anything less than your tens. He is unless it's an outright crazy bluff. But how many? T- how often is he doing that? This is just all day long. He's got you beat. Told you cards. No, I agree. Cool. All right, cool. As long as you feel that the <laughs> the under bet, oh, well, the under pair betting into almost guaranteed. There, there was enough folds in that flop in their range. No, he, that that was um, it was played correctly. I like it. Any other thoughts before we wrap up, Tane? No, it's all good. Perfect. Cheers for your insight. Yeah, thanks, Tane. Always a pleasure. And um, thanks to our listeners. Till next time. Take it easy. Cheers. Cheers.